George said to fake right and break left. Watch out for the pick and keep an eye on the fence. Gotta run the giving guard, take the ball to the hole. And don't be afraid to shoot the outside, Jay. Uh, just keep your head in the game. Uh, just keep your head in the game. And don't be afraid to shoot the outside, Jay. Hello, and welcome back to the Halloween Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Joining me today is not my co-host, as always, but a recently official Whole Nine Sports contributor, Ross Jackson, who you can find on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, and on the million things he does a day. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Glad to be here with you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Good, good. I was uh, I was joking around with uh, David Grubb on Sports Twelve Eighty in New Orleans this morning, talking about how like my West Indian ancestors would be really proud because of all the jobs that I have right now. <laughs> 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 so you know, and who knows, the, the list may be growing. <laughs> That's right. The list may continue to grow. So who 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 knows really? Uh, but no, man, things are good. Things are good. Just you know, keeping busy and everything and. Uh, you know, stay insane in this in this crazy time, and uh, grateful for moments like this where I get to connect with people. How you been? Uh, t- you know, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Uh, the other half of my West Indy ancestors would also be very proud of you for that. <laughs> oh man, I. <laughs> I'm uh yeah no I so I'm I'm not on this work schedule for the next couple weeks I'm uh, done with I finished class I didn't finish with anything lower than an A congratulations for this semester yeah I'm transferring schools hey um, go Tigers go go Doug <laughs> right now Brandon's gonna be pissed <laughs> who am I kidding he's not gonna listen to this. go Doug hey you might listen to the first what twenty four <laughs> seconds yeah um. <laughs> He might, he might, who knows? Um, but he'll be upset. <laughs> I don't care, go Tigers. Man, thanks for coming, making making an appearance again, Coach O. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a minute. Oh uh, yeah, you know, I'm just you know, you know, uh, re- re- recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. <laughs> 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 I'm just recruiting. Go Tigers, hold, hold that tug. Let's go, Garrett Nussmeier. Coach. Coach o has been pretty busy, man. He like, really he's has. Done some good things. Nussmeier. Uh, 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 My West Indies. Your West Indies ancestors would be really proud. Coach O's <laughs> West Indies. He's got to go drive somebody to the airport, check them in, get their dinner ready. Oh, my goodness. Whew. That's good stuff. Oh, man. Um. I can't wait for somebody to reply to the tweet of this episode being like, what are the West Indies? <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, that's where Kocho comes from. <laughs> Oh man, my uh, help in recruiting. Who knows? That's true. It's true. Keeps him busy. Oh, oh man. man. So, other than that, um, I've been fairly unbusy. I've been been watching a lot of football. Um, yeah, trying to keep myself sane. 
that's the good thing. We're not getting any new new sports, but I'm watching a lot of games I didn't watch last year. So there's a little bit of new, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's right. It's like getting a it's like getting a used car. It's new to you. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know? <laughs> um, like, oh, I didn't see that before. Oh, that's where this team got that play. Like, that's been the thing that's been kind of revelatory for me going through and rewatching a bunch of games is seeing like all the times that NFL teams steal from one another throughout the season, or what, or, or even the same thing in college too. So it's really it it has been a pretty interesting thing to watch. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was fun watching the same exact offense on Saturdays and Sundays with LSU in, in, in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, for certain. It's not like they took a little bit of influences. It was literally the same playbook. <laughs> exact same thing. Um, oh. I will say, on the news of LSU, I saw today my my one like qualifier was that if Miles Brennan wants me to be on his on on board with him, he needs to get over two hundred pounds because he was a toothpick. Mm-hmm. And he is up to two oh seven. Oh man, game changer! So he'll actually look like he fits in his body next season. <laughs> um, and who knows? I mean, that is kind of it. It is a, it is major, you know. It is absolutely yeah. Especially if he wants to try to run the offense anything like what Joe Burrow did, he's going to have to be physical, and he needs size in order to do that. Yeah. No. Um. So I think yeah. We're we're both LSU and New Orleans Saints fans. If anyone did didn't know, right? Yeah, like it's pretty. Yeah, but yeah, no. But he was like he was literally he was like six four one eighty five or something like that. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna get crushed. He was like he was out there nearly half a foot taller than I am, weighing the same as I do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. Oh, I love it. Oh man, um, you know what else do you love, Ross? Was that the NFL schedule? I do love the NFL schedule. I really, really do. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I know people get really excited about free agency and the draft oh, and whatever. Well, who new cares? uniforms. I, right? Yeah, new uniforms. Gradient. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but I do love the schedule because there's always a lot of quirks. There's always a lot of intricacies, nuances, things like that that you can look at. Uh, I'm not really a guy that buys into strength of schedule or anything, but I do enjoy looking through schedules to see exactly how each of the landscapes for these teams ends up shaping up for the upcoming year. And there's one particular really weird game that we'll get, get into. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so that's what we're going to be talking about today because, you know, it's something, I mean, I, I love going through, I always watch every, like, every team's, like, uh, schedule release videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Falcons one got a lot of hype, but, you know. Did it choke in the third quarter? <laughs> yeah, I was not a huge fan. Um, yeah. The the best one, I'm completely blanking on who did it. But um, it might have been like the Panthers or someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a, it was a, it was much much better than uh than the Falcons. Yeah. Um, I uh I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Panthers. They have a really good digital media team over there. Yeah. Um, now I'm now I'm trying to figure out who it was. Cause now, dumb. now I want to know. <laughs> the Saints one was pretty dope. I, I enjoyed it. It was very, um, you know, it was very service oriented. It started off in this place where it was very much like, yeah, football, blah 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 blah, and then got into like donations and everything that the New Orleans Saints organization has done so far, and each of the cities that they're playing in next year, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty dope. That was that was very cool, and it was the Panthers, the one that I was thinking of. Oh yeah, the Panthers one was really nice. I just retweeted it. Nice. 
So you can go check it out after this. Where would I find that, Dylan? Uh, at at uh... Dilly Sanders. <laughs> did I not say it? No, you did. I was just okay. giving you. I was just <laughs> open enough for you to plug it again, and then you made it weird. <laughs> well, you know, it was very possible that I just didn't say my Twitter at the beginning of this episode. Oh, I love it. I just always kind of black out at the very beginning of every episode, so sometimes it, you know, it comes out right, and other times it doesn't. Most of the time, it doesn't. This is one I I got it right on the first try. I was really impressed. Love it. Got to put my job. best foot forward whenever Ross is here. Brendan doesn't care. I care so much. I know. It, it's really it, he so berates much. me before we start recording. I'm talking you about Ross. <laughs> you, you can't imagine how perfect my intros are over at Locked On Saints every single time. Yeah, I know. Brandon berates me during the podcast, but Ross puts on a uh, puts on a face for the podcast and then berates me before it. And yeah, it's after. called a it's a public face thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always got told I got a face for radio. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> yeah, my mom used to say the same thing to me. <laughs> oh man, you should have told her it's your jeans. <laughs> That's true. I was wearing her jeans when she told me that. That's really funny. I can't believe you knew that. <laughs> um, so getting into the NFL schedule. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, listen. What else do people have to listen to? Right, we're having fun. Everybody's having fun. Yeah, we're having we're having fun. We, we have fun we over get, here. Right. Look at us. <laughs> hey, look at us. <laughs> but I guess we can get to the information. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll have plenty of jokes in between. Oh, yeah. It always tends to happen whenever we, whenever we record together. <laughs> um, so getting into the con- contingency plans, um, any week can be opening week. Yeah, which is really helpful, obviously, yeah. okay. <laughs> at this time. All right. Of course. Early games can be postponed and rescheduled to later on in the season. I don't know mm-hmm. how that would work. Well, yeah, that, I think that's what comes to with the next thing is that, you know, they have the opportunity to take any games and then schedule them after the week 17 season. I'm sorry, with it after the week 17 game, apparently, if they need to reschedule any of those early games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And every team has the same bye week as their week two opponent, which I guess is to in case the season starts late. Yeah, that, that's one that's really that is kind of confusing to me, though, because if you take the week two game and then schedule it in each team's uh, bye week, then there is no. Do you, right. Do you just play like a full like straight 19 games if you're going to you know, if you go to the Super Bowl or whatever? Like, how does that work? If you're the number one seed, I guess. But how does that end up working for teams? And will the and what does that mean for the CBA? Like, do players get paid like mad amounts of money because of the fact that they didn't get a bye week? Like, I wonder what that infraction pay is. Um, contract nerd pushes glasses up nose. <laughs> All right, Kai Harley. Um, Super Bowl flex. Uh, the Super Bowl is flexible and can be pushed back. Yeah, which makes which is... sense for that whole idea of like rescheduling after Week 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if there's one game that can be moved, it's the Super Bowl. I mean, I get right. that it's a big like hoopla, but like you know, it's not like they have anything to like wait for after it. Right, yeah, and they do, don't, isn't there usually, oh, I'm, yes, yeah, yeah, there's usually a, a week off between the NF, you know, between the championship a, games. No, there's two weeks. Two weeks off, well, there you go, so then I guess that yeah. that's another option, too. Because it is championship games, Pro Bowl, then Super Bowl. Right, right. Yeah, so there's two weeks, which I always think, which I think is way too long anyway. Yeah. Why sure. don't you play this, the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl in the same weekend? It keeps the hype up. 
<laughs> conferences conference ends i'm like oh wait i have to wait half a month yeah give me <laughs> give me two games like give me two games on super bowl play weekend. conference games and then immediately follow up with this <laughs> just say, immediately fly the winning teams to a neutral site yeah, just duh. to play the super bowl at like midnight i'm that da- i'm so down for that sounds so it's really fun. it's the real super bowl everyone would get injured immediately <laughs> it then becomes a game of depth it's really a contract uh, a <laughs> roster building game that's right that's right um and oh, then yeah. something we saw uh ross saw before starting was that joe buck where did he say this uh i was just about to look that up too i can't remember which show andy cohen i believe andy cohen was talking it, was the yeah. andy, it was the andy cohen show uh he said the nfl would take a book out of the atlanta falcons playbook um, and play some fake crowd noise if necessary on Fox broadcasts, oh which we're both against, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I don't want that. That feels weird to feels, me. Like it feels fake, which is exactly what it is. Yeah, I would much rather the NFL actually go the XFL route and to just give us greater access to what's happening on put, the field. Put Pat McAfee on the sidelines. Oh, my gosh. If I could get like Pat McAfee and Diana Rossini on every sideline during an NFL game, I'd be so happy. That's all I want, man. I'd be so happy. I uh Pat McAfee draws draws put, put puts uh butts in seats, you know? Yeah. I I'd watch a game over another if they had Pat McAfee there, which That's is another true. reason why Monday night just getting into it. Monday night football should definitely hire Pat McAfee cuz he wants to do it. I completely and, and agree. There's, and I'm, no, there's no other option. I know. I'm yeah. pretty sure they want to put him on College Game Day eventually, which is maybe why they don't want to do it. Yeah, which would make sense. But I would love to see him doing mm-hmm. NFL games. And if he was, you know, like the the color commentator next to you know the play by play guy, I, I wish they would have kept Joe Tessitore. Actually, I really I like liked Joe Tessitore him. a lot. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. Booger really ruined it for him. It's true. It's true. Uh, so I am interested to see who's going to be the new sort of faces uh, in that booth. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's someone good. It won't be uh, Peyton Manning. It will not be Peyton Manning. That we did hear. Although I kind of wish it was Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning is ruthless. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, the the conversation that he had with Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, and Tom Brady's where he just laid in on Tom Brady. But it was hysterical. Um, I did not see that. I'll have to look it up. He started making fun of Tom Brady for breaking and entering charges and stuff like that. It's really, oh, really good. That's really funny. It's good stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I like Peyton. Man. I'm a big fan of the of the entire Manning family. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans born. Yep. The Manning. True. True. Um, so he's gotta gotta like them. Um, and then so moving on to the next part, we have two new stadiums opening. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, um, the SoFi Stadium in L.A. Um, with uh, Dallas, who's playing Week One? That's going to be uh, the oh my bad yeah it's going to be the Rams game. The yeah, Rams, Rams will actually open up the stadium, and then the Chargers will be at home in the same stadium Week Two. So Chargers forever, little brother, right oh, now in Los Angeles. Are the Chargers and the Rams the same exact team? They are now, except that the Chargers somehow still have better jerseys. <laughs> yeah, and and a better roster. And a better roster. <laughs> And more money. And more money. <laughs> oh, it's a sad thing to see. Yeah. Um, they never should have been in Los Angeles, but. Yeah. Are you going to go to any games in the SoFi? I might. I might once everything settles down. But if I did go to one, it would definitely be a Chargers game and not a Rams game. 100%. You got to oh, see Josh yeah. Kelly. 
I want to see Josh Kelly, friend of the pod. I want to see like Keenan Allen is one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, that defense is really, really good. Uh, you know, Kenneth Murray's there, and obviously I stand really hard for him over the uh, the draft season mm-hmm. and everything. So I definitely go to check out the Chargers. Yeah, it'd be, uh, I don't know, the Chargers are a much better team. It'll be much more fun to watch. <laughs> it's also that. The entertainment value is probably better. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, you don't have to see the Rams logo every five seconds. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, so yeah, week one in uh, the, Sof- the SoFi week one versus Dallas. And then the Allegiant opens in Las Vegas, um, the Roomba as people have started to call yes, it. Yes, I agree. Um, and that is in week two versus New Orleans. Hey. Um, and interesting yeah. tidbit about that game. Uh, they are the most expensive tickets right now to open up the season. Uh, the cheapest right now are at around $550, and the most expensive at club seats are up to $23,000 That's a lot of, money, that's a lot of, that's a lot of moolah. Can you imagine paying twenty three thousand dollars to watch I mean, a football game? How many Roombas you could buy for twenty three thousand dollars? <laughs> it's a lot. It's wild. Uh, but yeah, so that's the that's so far the most expensive ticket price. Not the Brady versus Breeze game uh, at the Super Bowl. Interestingly enough, it's the first game in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm so nervous for Week One. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting thing to see. I mean, I guess that there's like a lot of different reasons to be nervous about week one just across the, the NFL period. Reason, the main reason I'm worried for week one is not it has nothing to do with the, the Buccaneers opening roster. It's just whenever we open up the season against the Buccaneers, we always lose. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Saints did lose five straight, <laughs> <laughs> five straight week one games before they finally hardly won last year uh, yeah. thanks to, you know, that defense and then thanks to Will Lutz, but... Uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's a tough matchup for them always kind of stumbling out of the gate coming into week one for sure. And, and stumbling out of the gate is not something they can afford to do this season. Yeah, and especially they, this season for like a lot of different teams who don't yeah. necessarily have the training camp. Like they just extended the the cutoff or I guess the, the closing of all of these uh, mini camps and everything through the end of the month, through the end of May, which is originally supposed to be around May 15th. So in just a couple of days. It's extended through the end of the month, so the, the offseason just continues to shorten at this point. Um, I will say one interesting thing I did not think about with um, with all of this, like the virtual uh, virtual like um, training days, like virtual minicamp, mm-hmm. um, is that they are spending a lot. They're able to spend a lot of time on the playbook, to where they're not going to be. They're not gonna have a lot of time practicing it, like on the field, but they're gonna—they should know it back and back and front, front to back, um, perfectly. Because um, uh, it was on part of my take, I was listening to Joe Burrow's interview, mm-hmm. just because I always listen to anything Joe Burrow does. Sure, um, go Tigers, go Tigers. <laughs> um, and uh, he was saying how like their day one mini camp, like. They, like they they took the day one section of the book and they went over that for like four days. Yeah. So wow. they're just going in depth on the studying of it. Yeah. Which is something yeah. I found interesting. It's like an interesting tidbit about this because like, yeah, like like plays and and concepts you spend a day on, you're spending four days on. Yeah. Not yeah. to keep it or not to keep it in LSU land, but you know <laughs> it just it's just what I have the most access to and. uh uh, Coach Coach O was on uh, 104.5 ESPN in Baton Rouge, and he was talking about how 
how uh, the way that they're do- handling the offseason so far is that they're doing the install. I think it's going to be three or four times over. That way, they've already done the install at least like four times before they even step onto the field. And then the way that they have the analysts working is that they're doing they're pra- they're taking each week as if it were the regular season, and they're scouting every team. So they're looking at like first down, second down, third down, red zone, goal line, everything. And the analysts are doing all of that scouting material now, packing it away in a binder, and then they'll update once they get into like actual rosters, and then getting to see the teams play in 2019, and just add in for or sorry 2020, and just adding information. And you have to ima- imagine that regardless of whether or not it's LSU, you just have to imagine that if a college team is doing that what these NFL teams must be yeah. doing with their coaching staff, let alone what the personnel's doing. Yeah. Um, or the player personnel, I mean, sorry. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, the next uh, little segment that we have to talk about, um, I know you 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 uh, you looked all this up. Uh, so what, what are the teams that have the, the most travel miles? Yeah, so this is something that I, I really, really sort of live and die by when it comes to away schedules is the amount of travel that teams do there's a bit of a threshold uh, usually on individual travel particularly one-way travel the 2000 mile mark tends to be sort of the the detriment level at you've traveled too far and you're probably going to lose your game uh, and so you, that's why you see a lot of teams that you know have the opportunity to cut off their travel or stay longer in one place or fly directly from their previous away opponent or something like that that oftentimes they'll do that to mitigate that big 2000 plus mile, uh, yeah, 2000 plus mile travel in terms of air miles, which of course shifts a little bit every day. But, uh, the, the five teams that have the most in terms of greatest travel are the Seahawks, the Rams, the 49ers, the Chargers, and the Patriots. The top three with the Seahawks at 29,203 travel miles, the Rams with 26,104 travel miles, miles, and the 49ers with 25,000. 507 travel miles so you notice that it's it's four west coast teams and then one east coast team and of course the AFC or the nfc west for instance plays both the nfc east and the afc east in 2020 so it's just really crappy scheduling uh for those guys the seattle seahawks for instance play five games in the eastern time zone in 2020 alone so it is a uh, a lot of hard work for those guys just in terms of travel before they even step off and get to the game itself that is one benefit that you don't that you don't really think of a lot um, is being a team that kind of plays in the middle of the country. Yeah, yeah, especially because there's only like a handful of teams that are legitimately on the West Coast. You know, if you want to include Arizona in that, then off the top of my head, I can think of what five because you've got mm-hmm. uh, you got what th- four four California teams now, uh, the Pacific Northwest with Seattle, and then you have Arizona and in, in Arizona, Vegas. of course. And, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, sorry. Three three California teams and then Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and so it's you look at that and it's like everybody, the nearest team to the West Coast beyond that is Denver and then Texas. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a lot of travel no matter what just coming from out on the West. But it's so much easier if you're on the East Coast or like you mentioned, if you're in the middle of the country because you have greater access to either coast. Yeah, and it's uh, really unfortunate for Seattle because they're always one of the teams that are on the top of the travel list because they're so far away from everybody. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, man, that'll be a really fun uh, thing to keep track of uh, whenever a London team gets thrown into the mix. Oh, man. Yeah, because that's the thing, too, is like, you know, you look at the Oakland Raiders last year, who I believe traveled to London. They, yeah, they last always year. do. Yeah, and oh, no, so. Th- wait. 
I think did they go to Mexico last? They always. Oh, they, they were supposed to go to Mexico, Mexico last year. Mexico, that's right. And that's right. The Jaguars the Chiefs. always go to London. Yeah, yeah, and they were supposed to play the Chiefs in Mexico. And so, like with the international game there, they were over. I think they were over thirty thousand travel miles uh, during that, which is great for anybody that collects travel miles <laughs> and uh, you know wants to use it for a vacation. But in terms of winning your football games, it, it's a challenge. It's really, really tough. Um. And yeah, as we'll get into in a, in a little bit, there are a lot of teams that uh, you know get to get to stay where they get to get to stay where they play the week before. So right, right, it's an and it kind of an advantage for an away team. But before yeah. we do that, um, what team has the least travel miles? Yeah, so remember we're talking about the most being around twenty five to twenty nine thousand in terms of the top three. The Baltimore Ravens travel. 6,103 miles. That's unfair. <laughs> yeah, right. So in terms of scale, they walk down the street all season. Like, yeah. it's it's wild. And their longest trip altogether is 1,255 miles or 1,255 miles to Houston, which actually happens in week two. So they get that out of the, er, they get that out of the way really, really early. Um, I know that we're you, sorry to go back to the Saints, but the Saints, for instance, have a their longest travel in week two as well, and that Las Vegas game at fifteen hundred miles to get to Las Vegas, and then after that they only have like two bits of travel that go over a thousand miles. The Ravens have that twelve hundred mile trip, and then none over a thousand again uh, for the rest of the season, and that's just one of those benefits, as you mentioned, to playing in either the middle of the country or in the Northeast. And so it's it's really, really helpful to have that type of a schedule for you, especially after everything they did this offseason, everything they did in the draft, how incredible their 2019 was. Like the Ravens really shape up to be a rested team every game. And that is a, a dangerous feat. For real. Um, my favorite part of the schedule every year is like the weird parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of really weird like, you know, <laughs> coincidences or something like that. And the and this I don't know it really it kind of makes you think about what they do whenever they make this do they just like throw right. all of the teams in a bind, in like a blender and like all right that's when you fly it yeah um, it's it's really funny because they say that it's you know completely random and and clearly like that's what it is but yeah. you know when you look at things like every week two opponent has the same bye week or whatever like clearly there are some things that they make sure of. Mm-hmm. In certain cases, particularly in, you know, a scenario like this year, for instance. Yeah. Um, well, of course, if you ask a Saints fan, it's not random. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all built I get that all against the them. Yeah. Because you know? that's, you know, that's how it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, of course, that was all in jest. We're not all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but two of the the three uh, two of the teams that uh, ugh, there are two teams that have three game road trips, um, and that is of course the Saints and uh, the Washington R words. <laughs> I love that the Washington Washingtonians. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, and 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 the funny thing about both of those three game road trips is that they happen on the same weeks. It's twelve, oh, yeah. thirteen, and fourteen. Yeah. Uh, so the Saints will travel to Denver, then they'll travel to Atlanta, and then they'll travel to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a 1,090-mile trip from MSY, so I'm interested to see if the Saints actually fly directly to Philadelphia after the Atlanta game, like from Atlanta, because that's only, forgive me, it's only 666 miles. <laughs> Sorry for throwing that number out there uh, for anybody that's superstitious. Of course, Atlanta. But I know, right? Could you imagine, <laughs> like, could you imagine it really any other way? No. So they could cut out the 422-mile return, return flight from Atlanta and the 
miles difference between going from New Orleans to Philadelphia to uh, Atlanta to Philadelphia. And so they could cut a little bit over 800 miles off of their travel schedule if they did that. They did that last year with saying on the West Coast when they had to travel to face the Rams and then uh, Drew Brees ripped, you know, his tendon or Aaron Donald high five Drew Brees and then Drew Brees lost his tendon and then they flew directly from L.A. to to Washington. So they could do something similar to that in this one. Uh, Washington's is a little bit more manageable for the first two games, but then they also have a big trip their third game because they'll Across go off the country. Yeah, because they'll have the Thursday night game or they'll have the Thursday game on Thanksgiving against Dallas week 12. Then they'll go back and then they have their game at Pittsburgh. That's manageable, right? Going to Dallas back to, to DC, then to Pittsburgh. But then they go week 14 all the way to San Francisco, literally across the country, uh, to San Francisco. And so it'll be interesting to see how they manage that within the midst of their three game road trip as well. Um, and, and, and this was the weird one. Yeah. Um, the, it just, it just ran. I don't think there's any like precedent for it. Um, it was, you know, it's just odd. Um, so we're getting a Christmas game on a Friday. Um, yeah. Vikings at Saints. Saints are getting brought up a lot. It's not It's not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. It's just a, with the schedule, like, there's so many weird things that happen in their schedule. And so many weird things that happen in San Francisco's schedule, whether it involves, like, whether it's happening to them or happening to teams that are visiting them. Yeah. But those are two teams that are just going to continue to come up. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, this is a weird one. Like to just go on and take on the NBA head to head, and potentially what could be rumored as their potential isn't. Aren't they rumoring that as a potential opening day for the NBA? Oh, I I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like it's it's a weird thing to just go after the NBA straight up and just impose your will as the I NFL. Mean, but that's really the, you... that's really the day that the NBA season starts anyway. That, that's really really true. Like, like in an eighty five game season, I usually start paying attention. <laughs> intensely at around christmas like i yeah. follow it but i start like watching games like every week yeah absolutely every day really i or guess in basketball good. yeah absolutely and then and in s- baseball i just start watching the playoffs because yeah it's really like, just the playoffs for me too could, like you know and now i just have i have no like motivation to root for the astros yeah it's, so it's gotta be, be hard tough. it's gonna be rough to watch yeah that's gotta be rough um i don't blame you uh, the thing about the the Vikings and Saints Christmas Day game is that it's the first Friday game since I think it's 2009 is the last time or uh, uh, or 19 yeah no 2009 that's right since 2009 and it's the first Christmas game for the NFL since 2017 which of course on that day Christmas landed either a Sunday or a Monday I can't remember um, and so that makes a lot of sense but. The 2009 season, they had a Christmas Day doubleheader uh, on a Friday, and so that that was there. And the Saints have actually played around the Christmas holiday before because they did a Christmas Eve game, I believe, in 1999, if I remember right. And so uh, this is, like you mentioned, kind of uh, unprecedented in terms of what's happening this season for the NFL to just say, yeah, we'll do a Friday game. And of course, there's no Thursday night game that week, as I understand it, because that Friday game serves as that Thursday night deal so i guess they're going to give the families of the nfl the christmas eve instead of uh, you know instead of having them play on christmas eve they're going to play on christmas day which i don't i don't know if that's better or not but that's what it's going to be i i celebrate christmas on christmas eve yeah a lot i think a lot of people do 
Because I know I'm the same way. Uh, actually, the the Locked On Vikings guy that I was talking to today, he also celebrates his day on Christmas Eve. Because I was trying to figure out like how many people are really going to even be available to watch this game. You know, is oh, it going to be? This is you know what I mean? that's the biggest. The Saints Saints Vikings is going to be the biggest part of my of my Christmas now. Because I mean, it's huge. You know, so we do we wake up and open presents on Christmas morning. And then everyone goes about their day, and then we just kind of mm. like hang out. But our entire family gets together on Christmas Eve, right? Um, yeah. So, um, and the uh, the next one is going to be the Dolphins. They played two straight games against the Jets with a bye week in the middle. Yeah, and you can write this the other way too. Of course, I just I, I wrote it that way. But you know, the Jets also played two straight games against the Dolphins for the bye week in the middle. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I think it's weeks. Uh, oh, I can't remember the weeks. It doesn't matter. But they'll play against one another. You know, in let's say Met, at MetLife, and then they'll have a bye week, and then they'll play each other again at Hard Rock or or, or whatever order it is. But yeah, they essentially play two games back to back against one another. So do you think they – what do you think is more likely with that? Do they split that series or does one team win both games? I um, I have really no clue what to expect with that. Yeah, it's it's really, really weird. It doesn't happen a lot. It has happened before, uh, but it doesn't happen often. I'm going to take the Dolphins in both those games. Um, and, yeah, not playing the same game twice in a row, but the 49ers play in MetLife two games in a row. Yeah, they'll play against in week two the New York Giants in Jersey, and then they'll play week three against the New York Jets in Jersey. So they'll essentially swap. So back. this, yeah. Oh, is it the other way? Is yeah, it Jets then Giants? Week two the Jets and week my three bad. the Giants. Come gotcha, on, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get you, get you, get you, get ahead in the game. That's going to be the intro <laughs> but, song now. <laughs> yeah, please do that. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to be really interesting because you have to imagine that the 49ers are just going to stay in New York or New Jersey during that week, right? They have to. It'd be, it'd be idiotic. <laughs> like, no way they're not going to do that. Um, and then the Pats played two games at SoFi in a row, because now we have two NFL teams that, full, I mean, two sets of NFL teams that share a stadium. Right, yeah. So they'll do the same thing weeks 13 and 14. They'll fly to LA to take on the Chargers first, and then in week 14, they'll take on the Rams. And the same thing, right? This is... Just the almost the the exact opposite because you have a West Coast team flying to the East Coast to do two games in a row at the same stadium, and then now later on in the season, much later in the season, you have the, an East Coast team doing the same over at the West Coast. So you have to imagine that for both of these teams, they're just going to stay where they are in between those games. Yeah. Um. And then uh, this one is for just you know an interesting thing to think of. Uh, the Patriots and Buccaneers play uh, clear one of another, one of another, except for weeks fifteen and seventeen. So the Tom Brady fans can watch, uh, can watch the Bucks play. Yeah, and apparently this was entirely by accident, and this just happened with the algorithm. But at the same time, it's actually kind of a genius move for the NFL it, because all it? of the. I know, right? Because all of those New England fans that still love Tom Brady and want to watch him as Tom mm. Brady fans, as opposed to Tampa Bay or New England fans, will have the opportunity to do so, except for Week 15 and a potentially completely meaningless game in Week 17. So this actually worked out really, really well. And it just happens because, like the 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 Patriots have a few primetime games, and the 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 Bucks have five primetime games, and so it, it makes a lot of sense that this would happen. But it, it is an interesting thing that. 
the the overlap never happens until the very end of the season and and, sp- and particularly with a game that probably won't even matter for either one of those teams because one is either going to be completely out of the playoffs and the other firmly entrenched in the playoffs could happen or mm-hmm. vice versa you know it, it, it'll be an interesting thing to see what happens this is a this is something that you know completely just personal me um obviously i'm a saints fan and i always like root for the like to root for the bills um because you know i used to live in buffalo mm-hmm. um so I always keep up they're my afc team um except now i have to like think is it the bills or the Bengals? just because you know i mean i already bought a joe burrow jersey nice but but to balance that out i also bought a bills jersey to be fair <laughs> um i got a tredavious white oh good yeah yeah, yeah 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 got a color rush <laughs> needed a needed a red jersey i like that um but yeah um i uh they usually play at the same time like every week so it sucks i never get to watch bill's games because obviously you know i watch the saints over them but now they only yeah they only share a, t- a time slot two times this year nice there you go yeah yeah, yeah. What, what weeks are they do you remember um, i do not remember <laughs> that's all right but that's great that's awesome yeah. it, it's 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 later in the season too um because the, they both both teams have a lot of primetime games mm. the bills have four and the saints have five well there you go yeah that, that'll do it and the saints play on a friday <laughs> right yeah random. that helps that helps, that a, helps lot a lot too because <laughs> no one else is playing on a friday what is this high school football <laughs> Friday high school night football lights, teams it's like arthur meme arthur right Fisher yeah exactly meme. no like every every like high school football team is like damn it like <laughs> come on man friday was our day uh but i guess it's christmas so yeah um, who knows nothing i want more than for christmas is for the saints to beat the vikings yeah there you go i mean it's, it's a pretty good christmas present for you and the saints staying firmly entrenched in the holiday tradition over mm-hmm. these last couple of years playing the last I mean, two I'll, years in thanksgiving i always like it Sucks for the fam, like the game, the the players and the families, and like it's gonna be a, um, is it is it yeah is it gonna be a short week or is it gonna be a little bit of a longer week? I guess uh, it would it, be a little bit longer. It's technically a little bit of a longer week because if yeah. they were playing on Thursday, then it's you know they actually get an additional day. Yeah. And neither team with this Friday game plays a Thursday game anywhere else on the schedule. This serves as their Thursday game, so yeah. it actually kind of gives them a little bit more. Uh, of a day but i mean but the day off quote unquote that the extra day off that they get is christmas eve which is very much a busy day just like at home with your family yeah um oh yeah oh no well you know i what i was thinking of was the fact that the chiefs game is on monday oh right that's what i was thinking of so there's a short break for that game yeah that's right um which is obviously not a game that you want to yeah, so that 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 Jeez, very that that Monday. Yeah, it's a, well the twentieth. Is it a month? No, it's a Sunday. Yeah, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a Sunday afternoon. So no, 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 it's all right. It's a Friday. Yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a Fox National, I think. Oh no, it's a CBS game, so it could be flexed. It could be flexed. That would be that would be that would suck. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck if it became like a Sunday night game or something like that. Like yeah. that would be well, that because, would tighten up the week a little bit. Um, yeah, that the last five like the last five out of the six games are gonna be rough for the Saints. Um. Because you know it's in Denver at uh, in Atlanta and in Philly, which are you know uh, cold weather games, and the Saints mm-hmm. are very mediocre in cold weather, and there's going to be two very cold games. Mm-hmm. Although I, you know, personally, me as a viewer, I'd be very down for a snow game. 
I would love a snow game. You don't get many snow games don't get when you're fans of the team. Yeah. First of all, play in a dome, and secondly, play in the south. Like, yeah. you just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, we don't get snow, period. Um, so I, I always like I like a good snow game. Um, although, mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, and we have a good running game, so it'd be interesting. Um, yeah. And then, you know, then against the Chiefs, who are very good, and then a short week, and then playing the Vikings on Christmas, Friday. And then yeah. the Panthers, but who knows how they're going to be. Yeah. So there are some tough stretches uh, in the NFL this season, too, across a, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how these teams combat their, you know, their um, the, the complexities of their schedule and sort of the intricacies and, and the nuances of their schedule. For sure. It's, it's going to be really interesting to watch. I love the schedule. I love when the schedule releases because all of this information to me is more valuable than how are the, the teams that they play against this year perform last year now that none of them have the same coaching staffs and same player personnel. You know, I, I hate strength of schedule as it commonly is uh, or com- is commonly used. And so to me, like once a schedule releases, you can actually look at the structure of a team schedule. I think that that's far more valuable. Um, yeah. Plus, I mean, um, then you can, you know, look at your schedule and be like, oh, we're going to finish 16 and now. Right, yeah. You know, every, every, this can, is this is really that point in the season where win, like, we can win this one. Oh, that's a win. <laughs> I think we could pull that off. Oh, that's a win. Oh, so that's a optimistic win. part yeah. of the season. <laughs> Most optimistic part. Like every draft picks an all pro. Like yeah. everything's gonna be great. Oh man, they're gonna win see, every game. I can see now Adam Troutman, offensive rookie of the week, and <laughs> Zach Bond, defensive rookie of the week. It's gonna be so good. Several times over at that. It'll yeah. be that. It'll be the uh, 2017 Alvin Kamara, uh, L- L- Marshawn Lattimore year all over again. Um, yeah, obviously, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting thing always Hopefully around this not. point in the season. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that 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 just about does it for us here. Um, yeah. So Brandon couldn't be here. Uh, he always makes fun of me for studying for tests. And I know, he, and there he is. Th- and there he is. Tests. You know, doing his finals. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> What a loser! What was it? Like nerd pushes up glasses. <laughs> <laughs> no, good for you, Brandon. Good for you. I never studied for tests when I was in school, so good for you. Um, I was terrible I've, at that. A lot of my classes so far haven't had finals. Like we just like do random things for finals. Or, like have an essay. Nothing I really oh, need yeah, to like, yeah. study for. Yeah. The class that I teach, did we didn't do, yes, I teach, um, we didn't even do a formal final. I had them turn in a binder. It was very simple. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but, I mean, of course, that was at BRCC. Now, who knows? Actually, I do know most of the classes I had were the, are the same exact classes at LSU. Because LSU, BRCC is literally just LSU, but less well-run and cheaper. They're the <laughs> same classes and same teachers. LSU light. It really is. They're, it's literally <laughs> all the same professors and same same classes, same materials. Love it. It's just, you know, cheap. So, like, why yeah. wouldn't you do that? There you go. Um, yeah. So, hopefully everybody's having a fun quarantine. <laughs> or at least, hopefully everyone's sane. What have you been doing to pass the time, Ross? Uh, I mean, mostly what we talked about, Work. like, writing, watching football, like, hanging out with my fiance, like, just kind of chilling uh, when we well, can. Flex um, on us, why don't you? 
Yeah, a little bit of flex. Um, the 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 other thing that keeps you really entertained, and this is just an interesting piece of information for everybody, is that my fiance is also a party princess, and so <laughs> she does like dresses up as like fairies and stuff like that, and then does parties on Zoom for little kids that need to be, you know, that that don't necessarily understand what's happening right now because mm-hmm. it's tough to explain any of this to a kid. But, like, just gives them something to look forward to for an hour and whatever, and it does, like, these one-on-one or these group parties. So that's always really entertaining because, you know, I get to sit back and just watch her kind of do her thing uh, with these kids. That's always kind of heartwarming and a lot of fun. So um, so there's a lot of, of joy in the home, thankfully. So and, and you need that right now, I think. Yeah, it's my favorite part of the day, going on Instagram and seeing what Megan's dressed as for the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's so so funny, like, just, like, out of context, that would usually be a weird thing for you to say to me, but because of what she does, <laughs> it's not weird at all. <laughs> um. Oh man. Okay, so we did just get a mailbag question in. Oh, good. In the, Let's in get the, it in the, in the in the DMs. Let's get and it. We made the joke before beforehand, but this is <laughs> specifically geared towards me and you. Oh, sweet. Um. It's going to be hard. I mean, maybe not, but like also just hard, you know, because us as Saints fans, this Uh comes from, um, I don't know how to say this name, Brandon Olson. Oh, oh, okay. Brandon Olson. You can find him on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Don't know who that is. (laughs) But he says, start, cut, sit. Ooh, I love these. Michael Thomas. Uh Uh-huh. Joe Horn. Uh Uh-huh. And Marcus Colston. Ooh. Start, cut, sit. Okay. All right. In today's game. Yeah. Okay, so I know I know where I'm going. And it's gonna really suck. So okay, so now we can go ahead and say, who are you starting? I'm gonna start. Man, that's a I'm tough choice. I'm starting Michael Thomas. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. There's no way. I literally I can't. He just yeah, broke the record. I think that's the thing. Is like in today's game, I have to agree. I'll start Michael Thomas. Um, and and just the chemistry of Drew Brees, everything that's there. Marcus Colson is arguably the best wide receiver. Not even arguably, he is the best wide receiver in franchise history for right now. But eventually, that should become Michael Thomas if all continues to mm-hmm. go as it has. So I'll I'll start Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um. And then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This is where it gets easy for me. Is it easy for you? Yeah, yeah. The start one was the hard for me, but at this point, this is easy. I mean, I just love both of these people, so I don't want to cut one of them. Oh, I hear you. I think I think we're we're gonna agree though. Probably. You want me to go first with yeah, you, sit? You can. Who are you sitting? All right, I'm sitting Marcus Golson. Yeah. Um, which is just an absurd thing to say. It really is absurd. <laughs> That's the main reason this was hardest because I could never like imagine like if you, if you told me, if whenever I was ten or <laughs> however however old I was, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like I was like ten. That was like two thousand eight. I was ten. Um, make you feel old. How old was I? Oh yeah, no, I was. I mean, I was eighteen, so it's All not right. not that bad. Yeah, you know. Um, I was 10, um, and if you told 10-year-old Dylan, hey, you have the option to start Marcus Colston, but you're going to sit him, I'd be like, well, you're an idiot. 
I'd probably call you. A, I'd probably call you a butt face or something. <laughs> it's a very ten-year-old thing for you to do. Um, but no, yeah, no, I love him. He's he's in my favorite top five favorite saints of all time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree um, with that. Just because you know, you know, he's great. Yeah, and that means that means cutting Joe Horn. Yeah. Um, and for me, that makes logical sense. Like in 2020, if I have Joe Horn and if I have Drew Brees and I have Joe Horn at his prime, but I have Drew Brees in 2020, I'm not going to start Joe Horn because Drew Brees isn't going to get the ball where Joe Horn's going to be most effective. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would, okay, I would pair up Michael Thomas and Joe Horn before I'm, um, before I would pair up Michael Thomas and Marcus Colston. I'd agree with that. Um, which is where I was like kind of thinking of. That was my line of thinking, mm-hmm. which is why it was a little bit more difficult for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to where, like, when you talk about which would be the better pair, the most effective pair, Michael Thomas and Joe Horn are pretty clear. But when you have to pick, like, one one specific one out of those three categories, it makes it a little bit different. All right, well, here, I'll come up with another one for you. A little bit, A little bit harder. Let's do it. Um, start, cut, sit. Um, Devery Henderson. Mm-hmm. Eric Martin. Ooh. And uh, Willie Sneed, I guess. And and this is opposite Michael Thomas. Yes. In today's in today's game. Oh. All right, I'm cutting Willie Sneed. He got a DUI. He can go. Oh yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. He, he can go. He's really good um, in the slot, but really good in the slot. But, you know, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Um, and then... I could replace him with, like, Lance Moore or something. Nah, I, I think I'd still <laughs> I think I'd still go go the same route because yeah. I, I love Eric Martin. Yeah, shout um, out Eric Martin. He doesn't get enough respect. For I don't, real. And, I don't think he does, at least. No, you're absolutely right. And, in fact, I would start Eric Martin opposite Michael Thomas and then sit Debbie Henderson, cut Willie Sneed slash Lance Moore. Yeah. I, I, how, what percentage of the people do you think are hearing this have no idea who Eric Martin is? 91. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> I'd um, put it around there somewhere. He was a Saints receiver from the mid-80s to the late 90s, or mid-90s, I guess it would be. And he was so good. He was very very good in two in 19 uh sorry, 2000 in 1988 he had 85 catches for a thousand yards and seven touchdowns which is wild at that point yeah um and two rushes oh and who was throwing the ball to him at that point by the uh, way um in 1988 it was um let's see who was it it was bobby a bear that's right <laughs> <laughs> bobby friggin' a bear Listen, I love the A Bears, but <laughs> Bobby just did not get the job done. Right? No, you're obviously right. You're obviously right. so the fact that Eric Martin was able to do that with A Bear at quarterback and not like Archie Manning or you know even an Aaron Brooks, who I Aaron. think is also criminally underrated. He is, um, but anytime you're talking about Aaron Brooks being in like the third best quarterback in franchise history potentially second best best. quarterback and yeah i would say i'd probably say second best quarterback (laughs) in team history (laughs) you're looking at a rough oh man you're looking at a fight you're really looking for a fight and the thing about it is that like 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And the other part of it too is, I mean, that, like, I love Aaron Brooks. Obviously, yeah. he was the he went out there. He went out there and put up those stats. And Air Listen, Force Ones on turf, all I'm, white, I'm, all white Air, all white forces. By the way, <laughs> I'm not trying to disrespect Aaron Brooks. I love Aaron. I love Aaron Brooks. I'm right. just saying, if he's your team's second best quarterback <laughs> in franchise history, you're not looking great because I mean you've you had look, a rough go. You've had a rough go. Because um, who's the even the third best? You know the popular choice would be Archie Manning, but he was not that good. Right. I know. Yeah. He was just kind of resurgent. Would it be Bobby Abe? <laughs> <laughs> This section's only for scenes. I know, right? <laughs> None yeah, of these exactly. names. We should just cut this as a separate part. <laughs> Brandon asked it. What That's else true. are people going to listen? You know, just yeah. turn it off. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Brandon expected us to talk about Michael Thomas, Marcus Colston, uh, and Joe Horn, <laughs> and, and not Eric Bobby Bear. <laughs> Eric Martin and Bobby Bear. The powerhouse 80 Saints, you know, with right. our good history. Oh, man. Oh man! Hey man, you know Aaron Brooks played for Oakland, right? <laughs> oh gosh, he did play for Oakland. Oh man, he didn't wear Air Force Ones though. He did not wear Air Force Ones at that time. That is absolutely correct. That's a should ball we shout ball. out? Should we shout out Jim Everett while we're at? No, I'm just kidding. Just joking. Just joking. Um, Doug, Doug Newsmeyer, anybody? <laughs> I mean, hey, he's you know going to be a Louisiana legend with Garrett. That's right. With Garrett coming around. That's right. There's some there's some legacy going on there. Oh man. <laughs> what did it. this episode turn into? <laughs> <laughs> it's Brandon's fault. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um No, but that's a great question though. That was that was a fun one to think through. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, so yeah, no, look, I'm looking on Bleacher Report now. They have Drew Brees as the best quarterback, then Archie, then Bobby Bear, then Aaron Brooks. Oh, wow. That's gross. Then Jim Everett. Um, yeah. I mean, Jim Everett is definitely top five in Saints history. But again, as you mentioned, it's not a very deep history. <laughs> Ken Stabler. <laughs> Ken Stabler. Ugh. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Aaron Brooks is, in my opinion, the second best. Um, but who knows? I have an Archie Manning jersey. Oh, nice. That's fun. It's a it's a child's jersey, so I wouldn't fit in it anymore. But who knows? Maybe one, right. maybe one day. You got you got a couple more months of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, just you know, maybe after I sleep it all off. My body will start just absorbing itself for nutrients, and I'll be able see, to fit into a child's small again. Yes, see you in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you're still listening, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to anybody that's still tuned in. Through Yo, that. let that's us know great. if you're still listening. Um, it will be nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um that's all right we drew them all off before we started plugging everything again yeah, um, well, yeah. so you can follow brandon thank you for answering asking that question at ws underscore brandon i'll have to get him on the podcast one day yeah get him. yeah what a great question he should he should yeah. come and be a regular yeah co-founder even <laughs> uh, um you can follow our wonderful guest um ross jackson on twitter at ross jackson nola you can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can find the show on Twitter at Whole Nine Sports. And yeah, just come talk to us on Twitter. We're doing nothing else, 
I can guarantee you. <laughs> let me actually let me see just to prove it. Let me see how much time I spent on Twitter today. Oh goodness. Um, it's it's literally all I do. It's it's bad. Well, I recently downloaded TikTok, so I do spend a, oh. so I have I have traversed a little bit over to TikTok. Um, but for the most part, I'm on Twitter. Uh, five hours and one minute on Twitter t- today. Yike. Hey, listen, I'm done with everything. That's right. <laughs> and That's that right. was You've... after, you know, I did my workout for the day and I did everything. I had nothing else to do. I was just, you know, scrolling. Oh, wait, how long were your, how long was yours? Five hours. Oh, mine was 5.59 and still going. So I might be able to get up to six hours today. Nice. Well, I mean, what do you have to do? Open it for a minute? <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, that's what we're doing. Come talk to us on Twitter. We'll probably see it. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening and uh, have a great day. I gotta get my, get my head in